in order to maintain our freedoms, we have to constantly defend them as each as each individual person has to stand up. Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 75? Really? 75? Two years in? 75? January 7th, 2018, with your host, Midtoker. Thank you all for listening. Ah, one of my favorite guests of all time, Jeremiah Emerson, is coming on today. He was the first one to help me out with a interview on the phone, well, through Skype. I could sit down here in my little recording studio. He could be whatever, doing whatever he's doing. We don't have to worry about meeting up. Skype interview for the win. I recommend anyone out there who wants to do any kind of interviewing, podcasting, this Skype. Amaloto call recorder is what I used, and Jeremiah recommended that too, so thank you. Yeah, I've been wanting to have him back on. Things just fly. He was on episode 49 a year ago, back in February, when Sessions was being nominated, being confirmed as our Attorney General. What a ride a year has brought, huh? January 4th, Sessions drops the bomb of blowing up all previous positive work done for the states through the Ogden, Cole. I knew I had to get Jeremiah back. Let's first see exactly what the Sessions Memo 2018 says. January 4th, 2018, Memorandum for All United States Attorneys, Jefferson B. Sessions III, Attorney General. Subject, Marijuana Enforcement. In the Controlled Substances Act, Congress has generally prohibited the cultivation, distribution, and possession of marijuana. It has established significant penalties for these crimes. These activities also may serve as the basis for the prosecution of other crimes, such as those prohibited by the money laundering statutes, the unlicensed money transmitter statute, and the Bank Secrecy Act. These statutes reflect Congress's determination that marijuana is a dangerous drug and that marijuana activity is a serious crime. In deciding which marijuana activities to prosecute under these laws with the department's finite resources, prosecutors should follow the well-established principles that govern all federal prosecutions. Attorney General Benjamin Civiletti originally set forth these principles in 1980, and they have been refined over time, as reflected in Chapter 927.000 of the U.S. Attorney's Manual. These principles require federal prosecutors deciding which cases to prosecute to weigh all relevant considerations including federal law enforcement priorities set by the Attorney General, the seriousness of the crime, the deterrent effect of criminal prosecution, and the cumulative impact of particular crimes on the community. Given the Department's well-established general principles, previous nationwide guidance specific to marijuana enforcement is unnecessary and is rescinded, effective immediately. This memorandum is intended solely as a guide to the exercise of investigative and prosecutorial discretion in accordance with all applicable laws, regulations, and appropriations. It is not intended to, does not, and may not be relied upon to create any rights, substantive or procedural, enforceable at law by any party in any matter, civil or criminal. Election. I did not remember. I did not remember that. If I had remembered it, or, or if it actually occurred, which I don't remember, I don't recall it. I, I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't not recall. It makes me nervous. First of all, welcome back. I haven't talked to you in, I guess, coming up on a year, and it just, it, man, 
it seems like it's been yesterday. Right. So much. I know. Right. Uh, time has been flying lately. It's just it's a crazy. Yeah. I, I looked at the podcast. It was like 10 months. It was the last time that we had had uh, uh, discussed uh, this sessions topic. So right. Uh, lots, ha lots happened since then, huh? Yeah, we're looking. I mean, it was just almost a year ago. I think it was in February. And when Sessions was talking about coming out and everyone, the whole cannabis community going wild and you were, you were really worried then. And I, I wasn't, I, I was just, uh, no big deal. And I, you called it better than me at that point. It's back. Well, I hate, I, I, I actually, uh, got comfortable myself. Even after saying that, I felt that for a while that maybe he just had all bark, no bite. You know, my family started exploring getting into the industry and, uh, you know, put together a business plan and we're preparing to start licensing process this year and, and breaking ground this year. And then this happened. So, I mean, I I feel the pain that the industry has and it's it, it really sucks. It's one of those moments where you're like, oh, gosh, you know, worst kind of like a worst uh, nightmare scenario coming true to some degree. But I do think that there's a lot of good that can come from this. I really do. Me too. Let's, let's save that. Let's save that for the cherry on top at the end. Cause I, I do believe that too. I think, I think it's finally time to, um, just for Congress to act. Let's just do it. Right. Absolutely. And this is may very well be the thing that we need to make that happen. Okay. So let's, let's step back and, and, and do some backgrounds here. We have, Sessions coming in, and I'm not sure, was Sessions the Attorney General when Trump came in? No, he was um, the senator for the state of Alabama. That was uh, Roy Moore's, Roy, Roy Moore and Doug Jones were running for his, I believe, to replace his seat. So was this, this was last, last February when he was being confirmed? So he has not even been in a year yet, is that what it is, or? Yeah, about, that's about right. Oh, wow. So that, that's the big the big issue we were talking about earlier, just that Sessions is going to get in. We're worried about how his reefer madnesses and slinger antics were coming out. And mm -hmm. is he going to be able to do anything? And, and we have these memos, this, the classic Cole memo, right? And mm -hmm. there was one before that. And we, the Ogden memo. Mm hmm. And that one, you know, we're sitting there saying that we're not going to be using, we're not going to be using, uh, enforce, uh, medical marijuana funds to enforce there. It's authorizing medical use. And then you have Cole memo come in and say, okay, let me explain that a little bit. And people are still worried. And then Cole memo goes in, what is it? Eight points, nine points saying can't have diversion, organized crime, and can't go over the borders and can't sell to kids. All these kind of things, and okay, okay. So we have this safe harbor. You know, all the states that have legal cannabis are like, okay, no one's going to mess with us now. We have some more things with Indian land coming on. You know how how Indian land is going to be used with dispensaries. It's even getting more proactive with the federal government, and then we have, bam, January fourth just pulls it all out. Well, you know, some people have made the the point that it's an interesting timing um yes so there's a lot of stuff going on at the federal level that really has hardly anything to do with cannabis that for instance california the federal government has been threatening to you know withhold funding from them because their their stance on sanctuary cities 
California is now, I don't know the exact date that their rec market goes, if it's already went into effect or That's if it's first. It's okay. So the first, so of this year or February? Uh, this year. It already happened. Okay. So the timing of this happening is, I mean, that you know that California is going to be, if the federal government is to withhold funding because of their sanctuary city status, they can make that up with with recreational sales of cannabis. Some people have made that claim that maybe it's just the timing of that because Sessions is also a very hard liner on immigration. I don't think that would be the whole reason for this. I think that it's just more of the same Jeff Sessions going his own way, doing what he wants to do with little regard for what most Americans want to happen. Do you feel Uh, this is rogue status by Sessions not being vetted by Trump? You think Trump wants him to do this, or you think this? Okay, you've I don't got your think job that, to do. that. I th- I think with Trump, he dances around cannabis. He doesn't he doesn't really like to get into that discussion. He he, you know, when he was questioned before he was before he was elected that he would allow states' rights take priority. He didn't really say anything about recreational. He did say for medical medical marijuana uh, or cannabis, um, but he just he just kind of dances around it. He doesn't. I don't know if he even has an opinion on it, but it doesn't seem to me like it was coordinated by Trump or that they had discussed it. I think I think Sessions just wanted to. He mentioned before that he was going to look at the Cole memo and and make a decision on whether or not he felt that we needed to continue with it. He he made that decision months ago. He see he came out and said that he was going to be reviewing it, and that was kind of a, a well okay. Well, let's see what he comes up with. You know, I thought, well, maybe he'll, maybe he'll make it a little bit more strict, or maybe he'll enforce, start enforcing certain sec- sections of it. For instance, um, Colorado with their edibles that were, they had the packaging problems that were appealing to kids. You know, was he going to start using federal enforcement to do, you know, go in on a provision saying, well, you're not keeping it out of the hands of kids, so we're going to come in and we're going to intervene. Was he going to do that? No, he went the other way. He ripped the whole thing apart. Like, yeah. you know, so it's... No, that's a good point. I, I, I never thought about that, taking, like, looking at those nine points and just, let's just focus on one. What's the most important to us? And let, let's go from there. But you're right. He just, he demolished it, took it all away. Doesn't even matter anymore. Those are still the guidelines being used. They're just not written. I mean, those are still federal law. You can't be putting across stage. You can't give it to minors, all those kind of things. It's just not, it's not saying if you're doing this, we'll leave you alone. There's a lot of pressure on Sessions right now and for other reasons. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm sure you've heard about the Trump-Russia investigation thing. Sure. There's a lot of GOP leaders are very, very upset with Sessions because he recused himself from that investigation and they think that he should have done more in trying to put it to rest, uh, you know, no matter what side of the political fence you're on there, 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 you know, there is an investigation. <laughs> you can't deny it. Right. And I, I would, I think it's interesting to, to, to look at that and wonder, you know, maybe Sessions might just well get ousted. And if that's the case, uh, that would be, that would, might be a good thing and it might be a bad thing. Oh, right. uh, you could always get something worse. You could. You could get someone just as hard-nosed and, and ignorant, or you could get someone that's like, nah, I'm going to worry more about you know, heroin, for example. Right. It'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. 
Trump did kind of say he supports Sessions. He hasn't kind of he hasn't really lately. Anyways, he hasn't really said anything to the contrary. Usually, Trump will get up in the morning and tell you exactly how he feels about somebody. <laughs> so, right. I, I would think him his silence is just complicit. Yeah. Just him being him not saying anything. I mean, if if you were against what Sessions was doing as the president, you would be like, hey, well, stop and, this. Come on. You know, he was interviewed about or he no, where was he? Was he at? Camp David or something, and he was questioned, and he said that, you know, we need to crack down on drugs and the opioid problem. Now, what does he mean by drugs? What are, are we talking about meth? Are we talking about cocaine? Does is, You know, he, he it's it's not really what he's saying. It's what he's not saying that bothers me. And that's been the whole thing right. with the Trump Trump in the beginning, too. You know, what, he's, what he wasn't saying when he was running for office, he wasn't saying things like Bernie Sanders was saying that well, no, we need to re, de, you know, remove this from the list of Schedule One substances. We need to make it. We need to stop going after people for cannabis. And Trump had never said those things. He, that, so it's what he doesn't say and and what they're not saying now that bothers me. Direct and nervous. I don't not recall. It makes me nervous. Direct involvement. I don't recall it. I I don't recall. Nervous. I don't recall. I don't not recall. Direct involvement. It makes me nervous. You have Sessions drop this bomb Thursday, and then Friday, this the big book by uh-huh. Michael Wolff comes out <laughs> yeah. about Trump. So, And that was blasted. That was supposed to come out the following week. So you have Sessions, maybe smokescreen, but they had the press secretary the next day talking about, or even that day, that same day, January 4th, what's going to be happening. And 20 minutes of that the press secretary talking to everyone one question asked about sessions the rest of it was all about the book uh so it completely gave the media something else to talk about other than sessions getting rid of it that i started doing the research and seeing all the game board being set up you you have our u.s attorney being put in 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 what august schroeder dude october or something like that yeah. Yeah, Brian Schroeder. And mm-hmm. you don't hear much about him. Um and 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 now he's here. Um he he's putting out, let's see. Um he's part of this public safe neighborhoods action with getting getting money from sessions. What? I didn't hear about that. That's Yeah, that's a, Tell me more. October okay. 18th. U.S. Attorney Brian Schroeder, he gathered up drug the DEA, Department of Homeland Security, and ATF, and he brings them all together into one group to work with local and state authorities when violence is involved. Okay. So it's this... The violent, violent task force of... Uh... Yeah, Department of Homeland Security, where like feds can take over state responsibilities. Okay. Like delegating... Um, it's this project safe neighborhoods and it was continued on by sessions and it's you have to set up this plan for anti-violence and it seems like most states are going after that money just had a big crime bill go through in alaska right parallel to this so anytime weapons are used uh, not uh, guns federal federal agent is brought to the scene immediately can you imagine any guns being held on a cannabis license? I, I think officially you're not allowed to, but I, uh, I don't know. I don't know how guns aren't on property. So yeah, you have Brian Schroeder. He's doing that. He comes out yesterday saying he's just going to be supporting 
federal, not yesterday, a couple days ago. He's going to be pushing yep, the federal line. He did. Enforcing federal law. And then that one question to the press secretary. Does President Trump see marijuana as a state's issue or a federal issue? Uh, the president believes in enforcing federal law. That would be his top priority. Uh, and that is regardless of what the topic is, whether it's marijuana or whether uh, it's immigration. The president strongly believes that we should enforce uh, federal law. Uh, the move that the Department of Justice has made, which my guess is what you're referencing, uh, simply gives prosecutors the tools to take on large-scale distributors and enforce federal law. The president's position hasn't changed, but he does strongly believe that we have to enforce federal law. So it's just going back to this enforce federal law and gets back to the Schedule 1, and it would be so simple to just to take away the schedule of it and let states deal with their issue. But that just opens up so many other things, doesn't it? it insurance yeah. companies. Um, it, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alcohol industry. Uh, Opioid. It's just what a it, – it seems so positive for something like that to happen for cannabis, but it affects so many other industries. If you you can understand why those other industries are hesitant in allowing absolutely and 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 this has this is do jeff sessions whether or not he's raiding people right now and locking people up that's that's what he really wants he wants to lock people up jeff sessions takes a lot of money from the private prison industry Mm. he's tied into that he's a lifelong prosecutor that's his whole thing is he just it's the only way he can think. Until he's gone, you know, he's he's going to accomplish his goal of stalling the industry and 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 destroying investor confidence and destroying my he destroyed my confidence because I was building confidence and I had put out a business plan and I had I was coming coming to the industry so flipping close to getting it all paperwork signed ready to go. Had you initiated? No, I was waiting for a final answer from one of our partners so um they they were they were trying to figure out how to get money out of retirement account and in, in without being taxed hard that's how close we were they they were figuring wow. out how to avoid the big tax penalty with their ira and that's that's how close we were and and now have you talked to them since sessions announcement no um, we, me, we barely talked last week about this about you know before like within within seven days of this announcement Wow. Like we were that close. <laughs> when I talk to them next time, I'm going to say, hey, guys, we need to wait a little bit longer. You know, I'm oh, not yeah. done. I'm not giving up. I'm, but I. Aren't you worried about the uh, the saturation of the market then? Like how long do you wait? Unless you just, I, I know you've got some bomb dank down there. So I guess you can just rely on that, you know, just say I'm, I can just grow the best weed and have a good business plan. There's going right to be a lot now, of people growing. There's no legal market in Homer. There's no legal market in Anchor Point. So I, I mean, there is okay. a retailer coming. At this point, it's I never Still really time. intended to to market through the state. I mostly intended to market to my local local area. So. I still think I still have a little bit of time. I don't think it's going to take us long to figure out what's going to happen because we're either going to see some. I think we're at a crossroads. We're at a crossroads where we're going to see Jeff Sessions. Is, is he really going to start doing what what I think he wants to do? Or are we going to see a major pushback by the 40-something, what is it, 40-something states that have some sort of cannabis law or something going yeah, yeah, yeah. So It's, it's got to be. It's past tipping point. Two, two-thirds of Americans in support of, of legalized cannabis. I mean, we could be at that point where this pushes 
our lawmakers to actually get off their tushes and do something because that's where it's at because you can't i mean you set up the commissions they don't they don't get anywhere you know they have got to go in and they've got to do one of two things they've got to either remove it from the list of schedule or remove it from the list of controlled substance or at least reduce it to a, a lower level or they need to at least put up some sort of bill or protection in place that says let states decide because then Jeff Sessions is accountable to Congress. He's accountable to the law. So, so right now he knows that the law says, well, I can go after people for, for, for cannabis. Um, this memo, I can just throw it in the trash and I can do what I want. And that's what he's doing. But to, we have to work together as a community, everybody, uh, because everybody's a target right now. Whether you're a legal marketer operator or just some Joe Smo walking down the street smoking a bowl, you're, it's federally legal, and they're they're guiding the the U.S. attorneys to 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 take action. And granted, they're not going to go after low-level people. They don't have the time, the money, or the resources. You got all this money flowing into local law enforcement. Hey, you help us, we'll give you money. You, we know where this goes. And then we've got the local and state representatives we have to worry about too, because if they get afraid and they get and they they freak out, they're going to want to pass a bill to just wipe away ballot measure too, and that's that's going to be terrible. So <laughs> we have to like scary. we have to step up and we have to call our local representatives and call our our you know Lisa Murkowski, Don Young, Dan Sullivan, and. Don't ask them. Tell you know. Urge them. You have got to create a bill now. Congressman Don Young, area code 202-225-5765. Lisa Murkowski, area code 202-224-6665. Dan Sullivan, area code 202-224-3004. It has to be passed this year. No more kicking the can down the road because they've came out and said they're opposed to this so we'll do something about it you know like alaska delegation senator lisa murkowski and senator dan sullivan each said they were disappointed with the decision and sullivan said he will be examining new and existing legislative proposals and working to ensure the rights of alaskans and the state of alaska are protected don young offered the most full-throated opposition to sessions action Tenth Amendment was created to protect states' rights, and the Justice Department is overstepping their boundaries on this front. Young also called for renewal or expansion of a budgetary amendment that prohibits the federal government from spending money on prosecuting cases against state medical marijuana laws. That amendment was passed in 2014 and has been renewed through late January. He said Congress has not been allowed to vote on that amendment or expand it to cover recreational marijuana use. If this stands and Congress allows the department to crack down on individuals and state governments, it will be one of the biggest derelictions of duty I have, I will have witnessed. As the Dean of the House, I have seen a lot in my time. Congress is the voice of the people, and we have a duty to do what is right by the states. The Alaska Marijuana Industry Association strongly opposes the action. A statement sent by its executive director says, in part, this action is a clear slap in the face to the American voters and the residents of Alaska who overwhelmingly and resoundingly have supported this industry at the ballot box. The association says it's working with state regulators and state and federal officials to find out what the decision means for Alaska. Governor Bill Walker 
Alaskans voted in 2014 to legalize the commercial sale of marijuana. I remain committed to upholding the will of Alaskans on this issue and maintaining our state's sovereign rights to manage our own affairs while protecting federal interests. Today's announcement withdrawing the Cole Memorandum is disappointing. I will continue to work with the U.S. Department of Justice and our congressional delegation to prevent federal overreach into Alaska. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Alaska releases its own statement. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Alaska will continue to use the long-established principles of federal prosecution to determine what cases to charge. One of the key principles is to follow federal law enforcement priorities, both at the national and local levels. The highest priorities of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Alaska are consistent with those of the Justice Department nationally. Combating violent crime, including as it stems from the scourge of drug trafficking, Consistent with those priorities, the U.S. Attorney's Office released an anti-violent crime strategy in October of the past year. We will continue to focus on cases that meet those priorities. Right. So we do. They they have been positive. They've been they have been talking, yep. coming out and saying things. We have one little amendment in the federal budget right now. That's that a lot of people they just think that's that's our golden ticket, right? This what is it, the Blumenauer Rohrbach Rohrbacher yeah January 19th. amendment. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that that does that. What prohibits the Department of Justice from using any federal funds to go after medical cannabis? Yep. And that's been put into the budget for a, the, a few years now, hasn't it? It's not something really new. It's been going on for several years, I believe. Yeah, they just and packed I'm, it onto I'm, the budget. I believe that. that what within the last year they had to pass this uh, to, to at least get an extension on it because it was supposed to I believe it was right. expired last year. They got the extension and now being due to expire January 19th, we talk about that money line item budget or this, this particular line item in the budget says you can't go after, you know, states with medical cannabis. Well, somebody brought up a really interesting point in one of the Facebook discussions. And I'm pretty sure you've seen it too. And he was talking about discretionary spending. Oh, yes. Will Brown. Yeah. This stems from a post I made on Facebook at Midtoker. Talking about team sessions. Uh, you know, it's a look at the prosecutors who will decide on cannabis crackdown. And we look at Brian Schroeder. Will Brown gets on here and a couple of the posts he makes is Trump fired any federal attorney not willing to toe the line. Replace them with true believers. You can count on that. And our attorney in Alaska was one of the ones that was replaced with Brian Schroeder. Anyone minimizing the spread of effort by Sessions is not paying attention. This is a huge deal with him. He's in charge and is not going to be remiss in carrying out the laws. Note the urgency among Democrats to seek legislative relief in the rescheduling of cannabis. Not. Okay, and then someone on the post mentions, suggests that he won't use federal money. Where is he going to get the money? to come after cannabis. Where would the money come from? Remember, Republicans are in charge, and it really does matter, really. So look at all the things on the left they hate. Adios to all the stuff they hate for way more than enough to screw us and have some left over without asking Congress for anything until the next budget year, of course. And what he's talking about is discretionary spending. He posts this pie graph of discretionary spending in 2015. 1.1 trillion dollars and he's talking about these programs that the left likes education medicare housing 
energy environment, science, social security, unemployment, labor, transportation, food, agriculture. One that takes up about 60%, military, 54%. Discretionary, they can choose what they do to spend this on. 1.1 trillion is a lot of money, Mr. Brown. You might be onto something. It was an interesting point and it made me think, well, I don't have the facts and figures in front of me right now, and I encourage anybody to look at that thread. It's in, in the ACR group. But he's talking about the different fundings that all these other programs have been getting, and he's like, watch out for these these other areas where they could get the money to go in and go after people. It, it, you know, they Basically, it, it's like a workaround the Rohrabacher Far. If Rohrabacher Far were to come back up is, is kind of his suggestion. I don't know how much weight or merit that has it's anybody's guess but it's something to think about you know I'll th- i'm gonna have to get him on the show he seems like he wants to talk a lot huh yeah yeah he's got some <laughs> interesting points for sure so this being attached to the budget in december they were talking about a government shutdown and that's all that over my last five years of really paying attention to federal things they're um claiming the whole government's going to shut down, the sky's going to fall, and last minute some falls through. Everyone saves each other, everyone hugs, and we have a budget, and we can continue on the next year. So that's what's happening in December. They're trying to get this budget down. This amendment gets put in there, and it's just an extension to this January 19th, and we're going to be hearing about it as the world's falling apart again, and is the federal government going to come together and, and agree what this budget's going to be? really that amendment might not be allowed to come in. I was reading that one of the people in charge of whether it even gets heard last time didn't allow it to come up. Interesting. So it just it just could die based on how everything dies in Congress, not even listened to, not having time. So be an amendment into the federal budget, not allowing any money to be spent towards that could just go away uh, January 19th, and then that's gone. All these little pieces being set up, and it, it's a game board. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things going on, and, and, and a lot of things that are changing. And then I can see the buildup. I, I definitely do. I can see the buildup for for you know, and the potential for what what could come next. And you look at the federal political landscape, and it's like, really, is is cannabis one of the really top priorities for Congress right now? I mean, you ask. Mm-hmm. I mean. They, I would hope that they would do something now with this new recent information and news from Jeff Sessions, but there's so much going on. They were talking about building border walls. We're talking about DACA. We're talking about entitlement reform, I believe, is coming up next. So uh, there's all these other things that are – I mean, they barely passed the tax bill. Like they've, and, and they've been trying to, to – they were trying to repeal uh, the Affordable Care Act for how many months, and they couldn't get anywhere appointments aren't being made i mean there is a mess of things going on right now do they have enough time to get this done this when i'm sitting here thinking about it it, it it's uh low-hanging fruit how how easy is it for the federal government to come in and uh, come into these big organizations like down in colorado the sweet leaf go after them seize all their property that's a lot more money than taxing a company let another company come in Ooh, yeah, Lohan, it's going to be, right now in Alaska, the amount of information that you hand over mm-hmm. in data to government is amazing. Mm-hmm. 
you've just given any kind of prosecutor all the evidence they need to come after you and put you in federal prison. Yeah, a lot of it's public. I know that they updated the website a little bit recently, but before that, I know that you could go in and, I mean, you could look at everything. You could look at all right their whole business plan, like almost. <laughs> their layouts, for everything. The other thing that's concerning is that everything, everybody right now is, I hate to say this, but it's not very hard for them at this point. If if they were to do the, the dirty and, and they were to start to, to intervene in our rightfully voted for legal cannabis industry if they came after us they they the, the federal government ha- has a lot of things that there's already evidence just everywhere i mean and that evidence can be used in federal court and all the cameras that are recording everything that's going on in there um that's evident paperwork uh payments to the, the revenue department the atm sitting outside of every single dispensary yeah who are they going to go after first? Well, they're going to probably mess with the retailers. They got to hit the distribution points, and then they're going to go after the producers, and they'll start with the top and work their way down. And and it's very easy to figure out who the top is, right? You just look yeah, at that tax number. You look at the tax number. You, I mean, it's not. I mean, they've got everything they need if if they wanted to, and I'm sure that they're going to do. I mean, who knows how much they've been? I I wonder how much they've been monitoring nerve makes me nervous direct and direct and makes me nervous and another thing that really scares me is how much information is mr malarnik have i mean i don't uh, i was waiting he was one of my things i wanted to talk about with you so we've sessions Schroeder, Malarnik. Yep. These things happen in Alaska. Bang, bang, bang. Right away. What do we What do we have with him? Tell us what you know about him, him even leaving. If anyone in Alaska doesn't know, anyone listening to this show doesn't know that the chair of the Cannabis Control Board resigned after Sessions' announcement, uh, you were not paying attention. It hit everywhere. It was within the, hours the, of his resignation. Yes. I couldn't believe it. I was on Twitter, and I was just I was just watching everything come down, right? And I see James Brooks uh, uh, for he writes for the the June Empire, and he tweets it out, and I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? It, it surprised me, but then I realized that you know that's just kind of who he is. He's a, a police chief. He's never really liked the industry in the beginning, in the first place. He's done nothing but try to stall and obstruct the industry. He tried to repeal, uh, remove uh, commercial cannabis from the borough here, which I live in. Every other, other interaction I had with him, I remember I went to early on in the in, in when we were still working on regulations. They had each community, each borough, and each city had their own advisory councils, and I and and I remember Lee Fable was on that, Mark Peeler, uh, and so was Peter. I remember testifying, and just the look on that guy's face, the way that he looked at people that were in support of cannabis, just it, it would send shivers down my spine. Like, just you could just feel the the the, 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 the it was like he was looking at a criminal. You know, you just you just felt oh, just rotten. Like, well, at that time, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, he was very, uh, he was he was obstructive back then. I mean, they wanted to do some seriously, re- they tried to shut it, shut it down, they couldn't get anywhere, then they wanted to 
turn every facility into and, and make them go through the conditional limited use permit. And then they wanted to rezone everything. I mean, it was just it was a mess at at, at the Kenai Advisory Commission. But they lost. They 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 didn't they didn't get what they wanted. And uh, uh, strong leadership from like for instance Kelly Cooper um, and some of the other members on the uh, uh, Borough Assembly. They they did in the end they they created a pretty flexible uh, program here. So what a waste of time and resources that you guys had to deal with down there. Just, for, and he knows all the information he's sitting there. He's right there getting raw data all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, he could thwart things, uh, delay thing. What a farce that we have the chair of the CCB being anti-cannabis that it was completely blew my mind that we could allow that and you could just say um well, i can compartmentalize between it that's like serial killer stuff that's a sociopath that you can yeah. be against something that you're running and uh i can't believe it i so i really think they should have removed him a while back but you know i get why they kept him there because i i mean you got to have someone that is at least give the other side a voice, and that's what he did. But man, so why not stay in? Huh? Why not stay? Why not stay in now that he, that I, it seems like okay, now it's going towards my way. I can really guide this. Like I can talk about being scared and not letting any more licenses come through. And I don't know if it's just as as uh, I don't know. I my guess is that he sees a wind blow in a certain way. And he's uh, positioning himself. He doesn't. I don't think he wants to be caught in any kind of crossfire. He's a, a you know, he's a police chief. He, and his, you know, he's to him, he's an honorable man. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to go down as the as the cop that was on the that marijuana control board that got shut down. You know, he doesn't want to, he, even though that's too late. <laughs> but right. I don't think I think he sees the wind blowing another way. And what's what's what I thought about too earlier today, I, I was listening to our podcast earlier and, and uh, we talked about Cynthia Franklin and I wonder if maybe she's seen the wind blowing earlier than the rest, you know, maybe she's seen this too. Right. Uh, she did a good job. I, yeah. I, she guided it um, positively. I never, I never felt anything uh, bad about it. I was sad to see her go. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like the new director's too bad. I haven't really, like I have to admit, I haven't been like, paying attention every little bit in detail what's going on in the industry and who's getting approved or what who's not getting approved but she seems to be a really good organizer yeah. like she's organizing things well and presenting things well and making sure things are done right which is, is a good thing it's a great thing when we get back to peter again i i i like the idea of you sitting there saying that he's it, here's an opportunity for him just to get out i don't want to be doing it anymore I can just get out and go back and do my thing completely in the Kenai. Mm -hmm. Do you think this opens up a special secret position, not even secret, but a special position in the Alaska, the bureaucracy to allow him to take over some other task force against cannabis now? Like he would be the perfect one, like um, the untouchables, you know, coming in. Special task force against illegal cannabis. I don't know. I, it's hard to say, my friend. I I think that just see it's just where how far this goes. I mean, if 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 Sessions yeah, we're just waiting. Gets, yeah, right Sessions in it, right? gets his way and he starts getting his 
think now it's not really necessarily adjustments. It's, I mean, he's not looking over Alaska. It's that Brian Schroeder guy. Is Brian Schroeder gonna gonna make the decision to start, you know, going after people? His expertise is in tax evasion. So, what do you where do you think he's headed? Well, yeah, he's got what else does he got here? He's got combating violent crime. Definitely, I can definitely see violent crime in there. He worked for the AG's office for more than twelve years. Cases include violent crimes, drug distribution, gun crimes, fraud, tax evasion, environmental crimes, and fisheries and wildlife crimes. So that violent crime thing makes sense because you're talking about you know the new task force for that. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, the drug distribution, I know that includes heroin and meth, but does it include cannabis? Nothing that he is. I looked back over his cases and I haven't seen him do anything with cannabis. And most all small crimes within the state have been dealt by some other attorney. Okay. This guy's been really into the big tax evasion things. He was he was the attorney that went against some prosecutor down there in Anchorage. So and it was the biggest tax evasion uh, case in Alaska up to this point last year. Oh, goodness. May 23rd, 2016. United States of America v. Mark Avery. Judge Ralph Beislein. Plaintiff's attorney Brian Schroeder. A former Anchorage resident and former municipal prosecutor was sentenced to 160 months in prison for perpetrating a massive wire fraud and money laundering scheme encompassing 52 million. Largest wire fraud and money laundering conviction by amount ever prosecuted in Alaska. He's got three big ones that he's, that he's known for here, and that two of them are tax evasion. If the federal government's going to let cannabis dwell here in Alaska, they want their money. They want their payoffs. Sure. And there are, are people right now, we've, we, you've got frozen buds here in Fairbanks that's been accused and they've nine charges against them. All of them lead to hiding tax money. So, yeah, I, I, I haven't, I, I know that, didn't they get in trouble for, um, their edibles were, or in concentrates were not properly tested or something like that, or, or they were, that was like, one of them. That was one of the charges. Okay, so I didn't. Okay, so the tax part, huh? So they weren't paying. Well, I'm not saying that they were charged with taxing, but all of their charges lead to a tax thing. Like, um, let's look at this. Um, Regularly and consistently selling edibles that have not been tested for potency, mold, contaminants, and E. coli or salmonella. That's number one. So if you're not testing, you're not taxing. Right. You know, you're not paying. You're well, not paying. It for, sounds like they were had. They didn't. They weren't tracking their, their product through metric. They were, they were. Yeah. Or bringing in black market weed to. Uh, I what I heard was they were taking standard formulas of uh, say a pound of weed gets this much butter. Their pound of weed was getting industry standards way higher than what industry standards was saying the amount they should manufacture. So that was one of the tip-offs. So where, how does that happen? You bring in you bring in cannabis from outside that's not been tracked and try to get more out of it. You've got all these things about approved, operating out of compliance, allowing on-site consumption, delivering products directly to consumers. That is all, I mean, you can tie all kinds of tax stuff to that things. Not providing requested records, violating waste notification, improperly labeling marijuana product. I mean, it's, I don't see how they can get out of it. They really push the testing, but there's so many other things. Half a million dollar fine? Oh, yeah. Man, it just blows my mind. I heard that and I was like, whoa. 
Well, you know, it's pretty serious stuff they're dealing with there, and I don't know what happened, so I'm not going to say whether or not I believe the Chargers or not, but I, it doesn't look very uh, uh, very good at this point, <laughs> let's just say. No. They've, they offered no defense up at the I mean, at the, the even, at the, even at the minimum, just not having the products, um, a record of the testing and, a rec- and, and, and labeled properly, that right there is enough to get, I mean, that's... That's cut and dry. That they're guilty of that at minimum. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was hearing complaints at one of the, the the meetings where they were going in and seeing bud tenders not wearing their credentials. This is what I was. Here's my attack on the industry chairs. Here they were like, that's eh, not that big a deal. Let's let it slide. What? I'm like, oh man, that's such an easy one to hit. It, yeah. They got hit for it because it was three against two. But I mean, standard stupid stuff like not wearing your ID card. They they had it out in their car, and, you know things like that. That should be standard, especially when there's a big magnifying glass in the industry right now. I mean, it's important. There's always going to be criminals, right? There's criminals in every. There's criminals and stupid people. Yeah. In every every industry, there are people that are make mistakes because they don't know what the hell they're doing, and people that know exactly what they're doing and manipulate it all to, for other gains. I did not remember that. If I had remembered it, or, or if it actually occurred, which I don't remember that it did. I direct and it makes me nervous. Direct and direct and direct and direct and it makes me nervous. To be fair about all this aggression coming down from the federal government, it's federal law that people are violating. Yep. And you can't, it's hypocrisy for the top cop in the country to just go, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna enforce this one. Like, that's crazy talk. I love that they haven't been enforcing it, but to ha- it, it's hypocrisy. So let's just get to the Congress and just get rid of it. And let's not be living this lie. Yeah, I mean, we can we can call, you know, Governor Walker and ask him to do stuff, but really it, it's up to Congress. And that is Don Young. I'm gonna say their name over and over again, because Don Young, Lise Murkowski, and Dan Sullivan, and Congressman Don Young, area code 202-225-5765. Lisa Murkowski, area code 202-224-6665. Dan Sullivan, area code 202-224-3004. I usually call their Washington office. I've called them for other stuff. There's usually a nice staffer to answer answer you and and to take your comments. They don't can't get to it. They're usually you can leave a voicemail. You can also request that they call you back. The more people that call in, I mean, right now that's what everybody needs to do. Every consumer, every business owner, everybody that cares about not locking people up for weed needs to to get on the ball and make those phone calls and write those letters and show up at town hall events and really most importantly pay attention to who you're voting for because if people don't i mean don't just listen to what a person says because i mean trump has said a lot of things uh, clinton said a lot of things i i don't i try to judge my politicians by what they do and not by what they say i try to look at their history you know and i've seen sanders i, I i'm a sanders fan obviously but Sanders has been on the right side of this for a very long sponsored bills for this. He's I believe he had a bill last year for this. I mean this you judge them by what they what they do and not and 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 think about what they're not saying and you know I feel like this is a 
a, a campaign promise that's kind of been broken. It's not too late. And I, and I think that really, ultimately, Congress has more control over Trump than anything. I mean, that was obvious all last year. I mean, he, he wants to do all this stuff, but he's got to go through Congress to get anything done. We're at that point. Congress has to stop sessions or he's, he's going to un unleash havoc. And then again, there's also the scenario that he may get ousted because of other politics, not even nothing to do with cannabis, which is my hope. I mean, I hope he is ousted. He's not a champion of civil rights by any means. No. Yeah, we can't have this guy keep continuing to run amok. There was a study done back in 2014, I believe, by the Rand Corporation, a think tank for federal government. And they were asked what about legalization? What does cannabis legalization? Have you ever seen have you seen that report? No. They talk about tax structure and how how the state should align their taxes. It's great stuff. And one of the things they talked about is legalization in Vermont. How when Vermont goes legal, that is going to be the tipping point for the country mm -hmm. because it's it's such a small geographical area, limited population. They were saying when that goes rec legal, it's going to supply such a radius of illegal cannabis, you know, crossing borders and going into all the other states from, I think it was even saying down into the Carolinas, mm -hmm. out west out to uh like michigan mm -hmm. and vermont would become this mecca yeah. of uh, uh -huh. just so much money <laughs> and so I all the states that. would have to jump in on it they would just have to go wait a minute yep. we can't we can't be allowing this this like what's happening with gambling on the east coast well, isn't so, Maine medical, right? Yeah, Maine's medical, New Hampshire, yeah, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut are all medical. So. Yeah, Massachusetts and Maine, they're wreck. They're just waiting for their um, uh, things to, you know. Oh, Maine's wreck now too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Just have to wait until they're, you know, we voted in 2014, but what were the first stores open? Oh, yeah, that's right. What am I thinking? See, short-term memory loss. I, I smoked too much. Um, yeah, because we, we, it was the same year, right? Vermont right now, they just approved the same day that Sessions brought, dropped his bomb. They approved in the House legalization of cannabis. It goes over to the Senate there in Vermont. That, that's going to be the big one for the Northeast. Mm -hmm. When that happens, then we just start talking. Ah, you just can't stop it. it. I think it becomes constitutional then when you have a certain amount of states going a certain way and the beauty of the republic you get to have these experiments i don't know what i think they call that the, ex the de democratic experiments the experiments of the republic you know in, in the little states and things that don't work out you get rid of and things that do you apply federally nationally so hopefully that's happening right we're just federal government's moving slow that's what's just so discouraging about sessions it was going slow but now it's just like <laughs> erased Oh man, let's um. What are you smoking? Are you smoking anything now? I did not remember. I did not remember that. If I had remembered it, or or if it actually occurred, which I don't remember that it did. I don't. I don't not recall. It makes me nervous. I did not remember. 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 Yeah, just some homegrown Shangri-La. I can't make it to the uh, uh, dispensaries very often. I they're about eighty miles away. So I just oh, grow my own for now and enjoy my, you know, try to hold on to my favorite uh, strains so that way when I get licensed we can bring in some yummies. But mostly Skywalker. 
and Shangri-La are, are my favorites. Uh, Skywalker by DNA Genetics, and then uh, Shangri-La is by TGA Genetics. Which are the, are the Indica or Sativas? They're both uh, Sativa dominant, um, but however, the Skywalker is very has a lot more Indica in it than the, the Shangri-La is very Sativa dominant. Lots of leaf, uh, very uplifting, high. Both, well, both are uplifting. Excellent concentrate, just incredible concentrate. You seem an energized man. I, I like the high. I like the uplifting high for the most part. Although I do like my. I when I have time to go to bed, you know, I don't mind having a nice heavy hitting indica, and that and what works good for that is, um, you know, purple frost monster by uh, Swamp Donkey Seeds. I got a chance to try some of the, some of that. Uh, I grew some seeds out, and oh my gosh, I am so impressed by it. it Gosh, it's 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 definitely got a it it'll it'll put you right it'll 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 put you to bed. <laughs> sure. well, I've noticed Granddaddy Purple does that for me. Are they are they related? Uh, I'd have to look at the the lineage. Okay. Just I, hearing the purple names in there. Yeah, I think maybe, but um, I'd have to look back. I know that they that the the genetic line for those are on the um, it's a library, it's a library of all the different strains and all the the. the how they were crying. You're not talking leafly, are you? No, it's another one. I'm trying to think. It's uh, cannabis seeds, something. Uh, I'm gonna take a hit here. I'm smoking homegrown myself. My buddy, hippie uh, Bowser, not really. Uh, has such an orange taste to it. That terpene's high on the citrus. This one's a good, a good high. Nice. So how is uh, how's everything rolling out up there in Fairbanks? So you guys just up in that well up in your hood is is it it's 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 booming, right? Still chugging. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is frozen buds. Yeah, every everything's rolling. New new cultivator is really pushing strong. Aurora Blaze. Mm-hmm. Um, I went out and toured them last week. Was, they've got a huge facility, ten thousand square feet, LED hydro. Really, they're trying. Their focus was to make a technology building, state of the art. They're controlling everything from their phones. Everything's smart. It's an interesting complex. Jack Hare, they're releasing that. I think they just released it today at Grass Station 49. I, I really enjoy that strain, Jack Hare. Excellent. Yeah, every, everything's really moving along. I It seems like everyone is reinvesting. Not not everyone. The people I'm talking to are reinvesting, so I'm sure a lot more are. And they're making their product better, their business better. Mm-hmm. A lot of the limiteds are now going full-on standard licenses. Good deal. We have a new mayor, you know, a new election coming up uh, in the fall, so that could change things a little, you know, depending on who gets in there. We have our dreaded Lance Roberts. Yes. When's his term he, expire? This year. Oh, good. So, but that would that would open him up to run for uh, mayor or uh, you know he, assembly house assembly or something. I'm guessing he has a lot of support from the certain. Group of right, yeah. <laughs> but we faced him up here. It was two to one vote, so he, he yeah. definitely he has a support. And then, as a politician, when you start getting support, you start becoming, you know, a lot of times what your support is saying and pushing you to do. 
Well, that election is encouraging. I mean, if he got beat two to one on on the on the opt out, right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. So that's encouraging. Right. It was. Um, a new mayor could guide things completely different. I'm I'm listening to the the borough assembly meetings, and where the first licenses that were coming in, they grilled those applicants, asking them tons of questions about everything. You, you'd be sitting there for an hour getting interviewed by the borough assembly. Mm-hmm. And now the, the applicant's not even showing up. Oh, wow. Like they're just, it's like check mark, check mark. They've done it. They've done everything they need to do, and we don't need to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Next. It's a pretty clean process right now here. It's going fast, which leads to that oversaturation of market. Yeah, we have a we have one retailer coming to town. Uh, I believe they're working on their building. Actually, um, uh, Uncle Herbs. Uh, they, I think they have another dispensary up at or retail store up in um, Anchorage, I believe. Yeah, they got approved. They're coming in on Ocean Drive. I'm excited to check them out. I did. I did get a chance to go up to Kenai and and Soldata area to see a couple of places, and I was impressed. I was impressed by um, Permafrost distributors yeah i went in there it's uh, it was really nice i went to uh red run i checked those guys out it was nice uh, same with Hybush buds i want to go meet mark at red run that guy he just that guy can write yeah <laughs> just writes 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 stream of consciousness his brain goes off into crazy lands i can't imagine working for him yeah no he's uh, very colorful for sure um and then doesn't seem to be afraid to say what's on his mind <laughs> so no, that's always good. That's yeah. always good. Election. I did not remember. I did not remember that. If I had remembered it, or, or if it actually occurred, which I don't remember that it did. I don't remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. I don't not recall. I don't recall it. I direct involvement. I remember direct involvement. I remember. I remember. I don't recall it. I think the industry, I mean, the state is obviously taking the role of uh, we're not we're going to kind of resist this right now, um, but. How for how long we don't know. <laughs> Again, I really think people have gotta if if pay attention to the local elections coming up and 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 make sure that we keep people like that'll that'll make sure we vote for people that are going to resist the federal government in this regard and you know put pressure on you know Don Young, Lisa Murkowski, and 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 Dan Sullivan to do something. They've got to do something or else we're toast. I mean. It's uh, it's it's that time, guys. Uh, gotta whatever whatever kind of disagreements folks had in the past. It's 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 past that time. I mean, the Alaska Marijuana Industry Association strongly opposes the action. A statement sent by its executive director says, in part, this action is a clear slap in the face to the American voters and the residents of Alaska, who overwhelmingly and resoundingly have supported this industry at the ballot box. The association says it's working with state regulators and state and federal officials to find out what the decision means for Alaska. Let's play. Let's play one more game before okay. before you leave. All right. I want to play the game of what happens. Let's. I'm. I'm going to smoke another. Take another couple hits and invite you to take a couple. And let's talk about what's going to happen. Let's play. Federal government comes after Alaska cannabis. Yeah. Well. Who do they go after first? Who's the first business in Alaska that, and is it a raid? Well, first of all, they've, they'll have to have done like a year investigation, right? It's not going to be like they break down doors tomorrow. Right, no. They'll start doing investigating and getting all their evidence in, but we've already given them a lot of evidence. But that I, sweet leaf investigation where they just 
in, went into, that was, that took a year. So now this is going to start, it's got to be, who is the, uh, is Leaf Abel, is he the biggest Great Line Ganja cultivator in the state? I don't think so. I Maybe, but I, I don't. I think there's one up in Fairbanks that's bigger, actually. Okay. I don't know who's the biggest, but I think what will happen is there's going to be some sort of, of exchange between, I would imagine, the attorney gen- or the, the uh, Brian Schroeder's office, the uh, attorney general, or U.S. attorney, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he would probably write a letter to last, you know, Governor Walker, uh, Attorney General Jana Lindemuth, and uh, as well as probably the control board, and maybe even possibly the Division of Revenue, and in a sense, give them a cease and desist letter, like, you know, like... Yes, gold. You're so right. That's exactly what would happen. I think yes. I think that they would do that first, and then there would be some... Then at that point, they have a choice. They would have a choice to follow that guidance and cease and desist, or continue on and uphold the will of voters. <laughs> um Oh, wow. Are you saying that AMCO would have the chance to desist or they would put a big red disclaimer like we see the one now? Posted by AMCO, January 4th, 2018. The Alcohol and Marijuana Control Office, AMCO, cannot provide legal advice to applicants or licensees, nor can we advise whether you should continue your application or alter your business practices. The Department of Law is still working to evaluate what the impact of rescinding the Cole Memorandum will be for Alaska. AMCO will continue to implement state law in close conjunction with the Department of Law, and as new information is available, will make every effort to inform licensees and the public. I think ultimately it would lay upon the, 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 the directive of the governor, um, because he is oversees that board um, through a, you know the board of uh, board of. Boards and commissions. He's tasked with replacing, you know, Peter Malarnik, and um, so um, so maybe just dismantle the board altogether, right? That at that point. Well, if, if they the chose to, the... if they chose to comply, I'm sure that that Governor Walker would immediately say, "Well, we've got to end this." But he's already indicated he's going to fight it. So, very good. <laughs> so they get a letter. They get a letter from the U.S. Attorney saying that. You need to stop. Meeting, so then they, they probably fire. You know, well, it'd have to be some sort of letter. I think. I think they'd have to have some sort of. Yes. Um, you know. But they probably have talked face to face off the record many months ahead. Sure. Of Let them know what's coming. So I guess they would file some kind of uh, injunction against that, right? Wouldn't this? Wouldn't the state of Alaska might, file some I kind think, of? I would hope. I would hope attorney our attorney general that defends our state uh, would would would. Would immediately do something, some sort, yeah, an injunction, maybe. I, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I would. No, it's fun. I would, some, whatever they want to call it, they would. Hopefully, they would try to stall it. And, uh, um, but. Uh, <laughs> and this is all fairy tale because yeah. we would see, we would completely see all the other states do it before Alaska gets touched. It's not like we're going to get hit first. California, Cal- um, California. Yeah. Colorado, Washington. It's just far more. It's not going to far more money. Yeah, and then hopefully the big coalition that Don Young's in right now could get something going. Yeah, California and Oregon. But okay, so we're back to fantasy. So back to fantasy. If if, yes. if, if the state's like, no, we're not going to comply. Well, then the question becomes: Well, are they going to start taking actual enforcement, boots on the ground action? 
Um, it's, uh, you know, if the state doesn't comply and then the control board doesn't comply, I mean, it's anybody's guess at that point what will happen next. But if they do put boots on the ground, I would imagine they would go after the uh, retailers, uh, many of them, first. They would do a big, wide-sweeping raid. Uh, right, shut them down. You know, to limit access. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, here's the thing, though. Those stores would right, open right back up. This, and this this was yep. replayed in California with medical market. You're, you know, this has been going on for years down there until recently they stopped it all. But, you know, for years and years ago, they they just shut. They come in, they take all their weed, take all their money, and boom, within you know short amount of time, they're back op- operating again while they're fighting their no, while right. they're fighting their charges. And it's just like, there you go. Note to self, Jeremiah: when stores are raided. You better have more supply somewhere. Right, make sure you got supply <laughs> they don't know about. Something, something that's yes. not, yeah. And really, I think the, the, the important thing is, is if it ever comes to that, I think that I'm sure that most licensees probably have got to have some money set aside for, for an attorney because at this point, if you don't, you're in, you could be in a lot of trouble. Uh, Jana Weltzine would be um, bounced to, uh, I don't even know what. She, well, she's already uh, mythic image right now yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of yeah she would she would do great because she's right in the middle of it all and she knows but is she a criminal defense attorney i don't know that's That's where i mean because you when these guys come in they're not going to charge a mistake i say it's out of state court it's it's all federal court and so you're going to need an attorney that knows their way around the federal courts and because that's all these i mean that's because the state don't want to charge you or they don't want to participate and if they we if we get it into this fantasy land it, what if it gets to this point then you know yeah you, this is what's really going to happen if, if if this fantasy happens this is what will happen like you're going to need to go to court and you're going to have to fight it and it's going to be a mess and where it goes from there is up to the court and the jury and you know whatever but be prepared or be, be I would be prepared for that I would be just as a, as a backup caution I mean today definitely I would I mean and I'm sure most people have already got this covered but will we get to this point is the big question yes I I don't think so I'll, I'll say it again same as last year Sessions is just blowing steam but it, I I really hope it's so much steam that the it's the backlash the wave backlash of Green Day USA yeah and you know, that's got, what I'm really hoping for we got the public on our side um, we've got the moment on our side because it's at that key point where uh, trains left station or cats out of the bag. You know, it, 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 in a lot, in many ways, it is. Jeff Sessions just upset a lot of people, and you upset a lot of people on the on the on the Republican side and a lot of people on the blue side. I mean, it doesn't. It may have just very well been the last decision, major decision Jeff Sessions made as Attorney General. I mean, I'm I'm really hoping that that he's removed. And that we get someone that's less. Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. It's got to happen. Well, Jeremiah, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I'm as soon as I heard sessions, um, you've always been on the list to come back. We got to we got to do it more just to sh- shoot the shit. Even I'd re- I want to do a it's podcast fun. where we could talk about what it's like to grow weed in the legal market and la 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 and you know my because mm. I've had some ch- changes of mindset. You know, there's I've had some opinions back in the day that weren't so popular with the industry, and then and, and doing a doing out a business plan, you kind of see some of the things like the cost of doing business. I mean, price we right. you know maybe I was too hard on 
some degree, although I still think that I should have said more about taxation. You know, those are the conversations I'd rather have is, is how do we make the industry work better rather than having to figure out, having to talk about what the hell are we going to do to protect the industry? I'm tired of having this discussion. I want to have this. I, I liked it when we were able to talk about regulations. Those were like the glory days, you know, like the days you felt. Yes, creating, creating, creating the future. And and now we're just we're we're bogged down with oh god, what the hell are we going to do now? What's going to happen next? Jeff Sessions accomplished his goal, and that is he wanted to shudder. He wanted to send some fear, and he, he got it. But I hope, I believe, I believe we're going to push back. And I, I think that one way or another, this is going to turn out for the better. It may, it may, we may go through some hard times in the next couple months we may, or years, but it's going to be better because Americans don't stand for this, period. I never thought in my lifetime that I would be able to just drive with a pipe in my car. And that's not a problem. Or I actually, I, I've got a possession charge for having smell on my fingers from smoking a joint on the East Coast. Wow. And I I can't believe, like right now, people are talking about, um, you know, how they're not serving people who have cannabis smell on you. I mean, it doesn't even matter anymore as far as what you smell like. And I had smell on my fingers and I got a possession charge. It's so changed. I'm so happy. I'm so glad my kids won't have to grow up in that kind of police state against Whoa, oh man, what am I even saying? Sessions could destroy it. I'm not thinking about that. But just so happy we live in Alaska. We've got a lot of freedoms, and we seem to have our leaders are protecting the freedoms that I enjoy. So I'll let you have the last word, Jeremiah. Well, all I can say to that, I guess, is, you know, is the last word, is that in order to maintain our freedoms, we have to constantly defend them as each as each individual person has to stand up. And, and when we get complacent and we start to think that everything's okay is when they usually make a move against us. So we always got to be ever vigilant. Mm, thank you. Thank you for bringing it back to the foundation. Yeah. All right. All right, Jeremiah. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on again. I, I, it's like talking to a uh, real friend. So thanks. Yeah, again. thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the show, and I, I, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll we'll get we will definitely burn in person. Yes, one of these days, one of these days, my friend. All right, take care, Jeremiah. Yeah, see you. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. Today's bumper music. I don't recall Jeff Sessions. Dubstep Mix by Robot. You can listen to more episodes on SoundCloud. Search Far North Tokers. New YouTube channel as well. Website at farnorthtokers.com. Like me on Facebook. Here's Tokens.